Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing? So for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you might have seen that I got engaged last week. Oh, I'm so happy and I'm so excited for everything that is to come. And my fiance, who is very much a type A moniker of friends type of person, has naturally already created an Excel spreadsheet (laughs) for wedding planning and also for, well, she's already started planning our engagement party. And she's had several mini meltdowns over the last seven days, as you can imagine. But hey, it's all part of the 50-50, the positive and negative emotion. And also, I'm a little bit later recording this podcast than I wanted to be because I've just been sitting, looking at my Spotify app, looking at all my top, (laughs) top 100 songs from this year. And I am not ashamed to admit that Miley Cyrus' The Climb was number one. (laughs) So that's me. Um, But yeah, today's podcast episode, I wanted to answer a question that people often ask when I share the teaching that other people don't create our emotions. So if you've listened to my previous podcast, you've likely heard me say that our thoughts always create the way we feel and that your partner, your friends, your co-workers, whoever it is, they are not responsible for making you feel good. So even when your partner does something you like, Maybe they bring you flowers or they tell you you look great today or they give you a cuddle, whatever it is. It's still your thoughts about that, about the behavior that creates your emotions. And this teaching is important because we often turn up to relationships treating our romantic partners like emotional vending machines. And that's a phrase that I heard one of my all-time favorite coaches, Cara Lowenthal, say once and it just really resonated with me. We're almost encouraged by the world of Instagram and pop psychology to turn up to our relationships with a list of demands that we refer to as our needs. (laughs) And then we expect other people to just do them. And when they don't, we feel very upset and we think something has gone terribly wrong. But as I've discussed in my podcast episode, wishing you could change them or their behavior, Other people are not responsible for behaving in the way you'd like to create your emotions for you. The responsibility of managing your emotions is always yours because your brain is what creates both the positive and the negative emotion. So if you've not listened to that podcast, feel free to head back and give it a listen. It will be really useful to you. But a question that often comes up when I'm coaching one-on-one clients or my group coaching clients on this is, well, if my partner isn't supposed to make me feel happy and secure, then why bother being with them at all? (laughs) And this is such a good question and one I really think we should all consider. If a relationship doesn't exist to be our source of validation and security, why are we bothering? You know, if this person isn't going to manage my emotions for me and create positive emotions in my body, why am I even here? And I laugh because it's a question I myself have asked and really shows our socialization and beliefs as a society around relationships and their purpose. 
So I learned a lot about socialization and how it impacts our default thought patterns and beliefs from Carla Lowenthal, who, like I said, is one of my all-time favorite coaches. She's a feminist coach and teacher who specializes in how society and culture impacts the way our brains are wired. And she teaches about how those socialized as women have a history of being taught that our romantic relationships are a reflection of our value. Not even that long into the past, women didn't have careers or educations or other achievements to reach for. And a woman's main achievement in life was getting married and having kids. Making being chosen to be in a relationship, and I say that doing quotation marks, which none of you can see, (laughs) but making that idea of being chosen the biggest achievement we could have dreamt of reaching. And this is why this way of thinking kind of still trickles down and is part of the way we think today, which Cara really talks a lot about how many of us, meaning those socialized as women, still subconsciously base our worth and value on being in a romantic relationship. We see that as the reflection of our value. So we constantly monitor and overthink our romantic relationships. We worry about doing things by a certain timeline of when society says we should do it so that we can earn our kind of good emotions about ourselves. We can earn the belief that we are good enough and valuable. And, you know, we bring that overthinking into romantic relationships when we have them. You know, is this person okay? Do they love me? Are they okay with me? Do I love them? Are they behaving in the ways I like, in the way they, in the ways they're supposed to be? If they aren't, it must mean something about me. And we have so much wrapped up in it because we've been taught it's a reflection of us in some way. This is why so many of us put so much mental energy and pressure on our romantic relationships, more so than our friendships. And I mean, my brain did both. <laughs> my brain got really anxious about romantic relationships and friendships. But for many, they can feel totally secure in their friendships and spend all their time and energy questioning and overthinking about their romantic partner and what's happening in that relationship. So we have that socialization to contend with in our brains, as well as this societal belief that other people are responsible for creating our emotions. We're taught that other people make, again, I'm doing air quotes, make us feel secure or make us feel anxious. So we end up using the people in our lives as kind of puppets that we're we're using to create the emotional experience that we want to have. But your feelings of security and happiness come from your own brain. Another episode you should listen to if you haven't already is on how circumstances are neutral. This talks about the brain, our thoughts and our emotions in more detail. So check that out if you haven't already. And when you get on board with this idea, you can begin to see how feelings of security never actually come from your partner. They always come from a thought you're believing in that moment, a thought about yourself that's always available to you, regardless of what they're doing. For example, a thought that you are good enough, worthy, valuable, attractive, fun, nice to be around, whatever. This is why really questioning and dissecting our beliefs around romantic relationships or even friendships, if your brain's like mine, equaling our worth and value is so important because as long as you're believing that this thing outside of you is a reflection of your value, you're always going to feel dependent on it for your feelings of security and enoughness. And I'm really taking you around the houses before I answer the question that's the name of this episode, (laughs) but I promise you we're getting there. 
So imagine a world, maybe you're already there, maybe this is already your reality, but imagine you're able to truly believe you're worthy and valuable regardless of what your partner does or doesn't do. Or the person you're currently dating, the number of matches you get on Tinder, or the future partner you imagine having one day, wherever you're at in your journey. Imagine if your worth and value was just set and you knew you could create feelings of security and self-love and acceptance and validation regardless of what happened outside of you. Would relationships just be pointless? It's funny because my brain, maybe yours did too, just screamed, of course not, of course they wouldn't be pointless. But I think the reason the question pops up so often is because people really struggle to fathom how they could feel secure and happy without using their partner as the reference point or mirror kind of reflection that determines that. Because it's what they've been doing since the first time they entered a romantic relationship. So think back to the first time you you went on a date. You likely really wanted them to like you. You probably worried whether they would or wouldn't. You likely made them not wanting a second date or rejecting you a few weeks or months down the line or whatever means you weren't good enough. Break up since then, you've probably made them mean something about you and your enoughness. Maybe someone cheated on you and you made it mean you weren't attractive or fun enough or likable in some way. A lot of my clients are so hyper-focused on their romantic relationships because they're subconsciously believing that they're the source of their validation and enoughness. And so they interpret everything as a threat to that. And I want you to really think about that. If you are basing what this person does and how this person responds to you as a dictator of how good enough you are, then the potential, you know, behavior you know, if someone were to behave in a way that you didn't like, that would be a threat to your self-worth. Like on a physical primitive brain level, it makes the free will of your partner very threatening. <laughs> so, you know, their partner's bad mood suddenly means they're not good enough and is da- you know, dangerous. It's a problem. Or how long someone takes to reply, how much they compliment you, how often they want sex with you. It all suddenly becomes a magic mirror <laughs> reflecting your worth in either a positive or negative way. You know, it's like mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest one of all? Is it me? Am I enough today? Please tell me. <laughs> and then we're mad at them and we resent them for not playing along and helping us create the emotions we want to feel. We're like, excuse me, I decided I needed a text back within the hour to feel secure about myself. And you took four hours, so you did it wrong. You're not fulfilling my need. You're not making me feel the way I want to feel. You're not making me feel good about myself. You're not making me believe I'm worthy and valuable in the way that I'd like. But it's all just a dance we're doing in our own brains. When they don't reply and we feel bad, it's because of what we've made that mean. And when they do reply and we feel good, it's because of what we've made that mean. (laughs) It's our thoughts in our brain always. We're just debating it within within ourselves. It's between us and us. <laughs> you know this is true because think about it. Has your partner ever gone out of their way to try and do something you'd like and then you've not felt a positive emotion? Or have they ever complimented you or reassured you and you've just felt irritated or annoyed or sad? That's because you are still having thoughts that create a negative emotion. It doesn't matter how much reassurance or validation your partner provides you. If your thoughts are that you're not worthy or attractive or likable enough, you're still going to keep feeling negative emotion. Even if for a brief second, your brain hears their words and then has the thought, 
phew, now I can believe I'm worthy. It's okay, I'm safe, we're okay. Um, Even for that brief moment, it's kind of like a plaster. The relief wears off and suddenly we need another dose because our brain's gone straight back to believing its default thoughts, creating insecurity and anxiety. They were never creating the emotion for you in the first place. It was always your brain choosing certain things as measurements of your worth and then continuously debating that in your own mind. And because for a lot of us, the only way we've known of how to do relationships is to see them as depictions of our value. When we consider believing we're actually worthy and valuable no matter what, that's just innate from the day we're born, we're like, well, do I even need a partner then? (laughs) And the truth is, there's a whole bunch of reasons that you might want to have a romantic partnership. If your partner's existence isn't to just validate you and make you feel secure and happy, Perhaps you want a partner to just enjoy their company because having relationships with people is fun. Our brains are what make it fun, our thoughts about them and the relationship, but it's still fun nonetheless. And our brains, as you I'm sure realize, also make it not very fun at times, which is why we're all here listening to this podcast. Some people might choose to be in a romantic relationship because they see it as an opportunity to grow and evolve. Being in a relationship with anybody provides us with so many opportunities to learn about ourselves and grow and become more of the people we want to be in the world. Other people might choose to be in a romantic partnership because they like the idea of building a life with someone or raising a child with someone. Your reasons for wanting a romantic relationship are yours and there's no right or wrong reason. This is why people have all types of relationships. Some people want to have multiple partners. Some people want to be single and just have casual relationships. Some people don't want to ever have romantic relationships and just want to have friendships. Some people want to get married and have children. There is no right or wrong. Despite what society would have you believe, you get to choose, always. And it's just worth questioning if your current reason for being in this romantic relationship, you know, or maybe you're pursuing one now, or maybe you're considering pursuing one, is it to prove that you're lovable and worthy? And whether you're using the idea of being in a romantic partnership like an emotional vending machine. Maybe you're using your current partner as a source for feeling secure, for feeling happy, for feeling good enough. If you are, you likely feel like you wouldn't be okay without that person or without the relationship. You likely feel like you should cling to this person and the relationship, that you need to really grasp it and hold it tight in a way that probably isn't serving you and that doesn't feel good. This is another thing we're kind of taught about love and relationships, that true love means feeling like your life would end or you couldn't exist without that other person. I've had a client of mine actually say that to me, that she worried that if she was able to feel secure and happy without her partner, then it would mean she didn't love him enough or that the relationship was doomed or not right in some way. Crazy how these beliefs seep into our mindset from things like rom-coms, Disney films, what society teaches us, where we're taught that love is finding someone who completes you, meaning you are not complete without them. You are incomplete. You're walking around single as an incomplete human. (laughs) But really question that for a moment. In the moments where you're believing you wouldn't survive if this person left you, are you really feeling happy and content and in love? Or are you feeling anxious, afraid and panicked? 
because I'm yet to meet a person who believes their entire life's happiness is dependent on the person they're dating that feels super calm and chill and fully able to enjoy the relationship and be their true self. (laughs) Paradoxically, by truly believing that you could create feelings of happiness and security without that person, you're actually able to show up more lovingly and feel even more present and be even more true to yourself and be authentic in the relationship. You're not weighed down by this feeling of pressure and anxiety and you're able to show up as your true self. If you don't believe a relationship ending is a failure and means something about you or that you failed, you're also more likely to leave relationships you don't want to be in and not desperately cling to situations that you don't truly want anymore. So many of my clients see relationships ending as a failure, which makes sense if you think about it. If we're taught that getting married and having long-term relationships makes us valuable and worthy and is some kind of badge of honor, some kind of achievement, it makes sense that if one ended, we'd make it mean the opposite, that something's gone wrong, that there's something wrong with us, that we did it wrong, that we're not worthy or valuable. But if we know that we're worthy and valuable and that we are responsible for our own emotions, meaning... We create happiness and security and validation within ourselves, our own brains. Then we don't need to see being single as a problem to be solved or a reflection of our enoughness. We can see relationships as just experiences. Experiences that involve a lot of positive and a lot of negative emotion and that don't always last forever. Not as a pursuit of self-worth or validation to so we, we can finally get to that place of believing we're worthy and good enough. And not as a situation that we set up to continuously debate how lovable we are day after day based on that person's reaction to us. <laughs> we can use them as experiences to just grow and evolve and enjoy the other humans on this planet while truly loving and accepting ourselves no matter what. Okay, I feel like that was more rambly than normal. (laughs) If so, I hope you kept up and followed me okay. If so, I hope you kept up with it and followed me okay. And I hope this podcast made you think a little bit about your own relationships and the reasons you're in them. And if you liked it, please feel free to give me a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from. And if you want to go one step further, come and find me on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. And until next time, have a great rest of the week. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 